Hey you guys, it is Ken, the Runewalker here, and this is Runewalking in Modern Times. I almost forgot what it was called. Um, I do love that rattle, it tends to uh, alter me quite quickly. So, a um, little bit of an update. Uh, with some stuff that's happening, I uh, will still be presenting at SpiritCon, which is in Ogden, Utah, and that is going to be um, the first weekend in April. So that's coming up. I think I have a couple presentations. And then uh, at the Witches Education Conference in Seattle over Beltane, so the first weekend in May... I'm actually teaching or presenting four classes, so that'll be really cool. Um, have all that. Still, uh, tomorrow will be my uh, second time. Uh, so tomorrow is Thursday, by the way. It'll be my second time doing uh, readings at Rooted Space here in Eugene, which is going to be uh, cool. And uh, today also launched uh, another podcast. So... I have three. I have um, this one, Rune Walking in Modern Times, which is just myself. Then I also have um, Web of Resonance, which is with my uh, good friend Teresa Carmody, where we uh, sometimes have a topic that uh, we think of, or sometimes it just kind of comes out. But uh, she pulls her tarot cards, and I pull runes, and we kind of surf the, the, for lack of a better term, energies around the topic and um, divine uh, what that means. Or if we have a question, you know, what the answer is. So that's a cool one. But today um, we launched uh, a friend of mine, Kelly Clare. She uh, is the spiritual messenger. We launched a podcast called Psychic Medium, the podcast. Um. You know, I hate boxes and labels, but um, maybe I just need to be able to check as many boxes and labels as I want to. So uh, I would consider myself a psychic medium if we're having to label things. So uh, my friend Kelly Claire and I are doing that podcast. That's a, uh, a cool, a little bit different podcast than Web of Resonance, a little bit different than this. Well, I guess they're all different, but... Um, yeah, so if you're interested, check that out. And uh, you can find that on Anchor or Spotify. And it is Psychic Medium, the podcast. So check that out. It's been really well received today. We've had immense support. And um, yeah, super excited about that. So if you're interested, check that out. Now, that's my little update and check-in. Um, was there anything else? I don't think so. Um, so let's pull some runes. Um, I feel like the Aspen runes are the ones that are calling to me tonight. And I don't, I don't know about you guys, but today wasn't so much. But the past few days have been uh, quite active as far as like, I don't know. The presence, mm -mm, not the presence, the 
the fact that I'm just noticing uh, the other world kind of a little bit stronger. So I'm not an astrologer, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but you might be noticing the same thing. Um, I've had a few people that I've talked, that I've spoken to. Uh, we're all kind of of the same mind. So we'll see what happens. So I don't really necessarily have a question, uh, but um, I'm just going to try and uh, connect with Yggdrasil and I'm not really sure where that accent came from, but I'm just going to try and connect in with it and um, see where it takes us with the runes. So let's see where we go. There's no right or wrong way to, oh, that one goes in there, you know, to cast or throw the runes. I, I, I just don't think there is. <laughs> um, so I've got one, two, three, four in my hands, moving them back and forth, switching from one hand to the next. We're going to go ahead and uh, let them drop. So, um, the one that's prominent is Jira. So, um, Jira is a really interesting rune because generally, uh, it shows up for me when I need to be reminded of patience, but not patience in a bad way, but it just is to remind me that, um, things move at their own pace and their own time. Um, there's a time for planting, a time for weeding, a time for harvesting, a time for watering, a time for, you know, canning, all of the things that have to do with um, that cycle of growth. There's a time for the ground to lay fallow. Uh, I did notice today, uh, that's interesting, because I did notice today I um, was parking my car and I noticed that the tree uh, in front of my car, um, the buds were starting to um, show up and uh, open up a little bit. So we're in this time of of the year, of the cycle, especially. Uh, uh, I should say, if we're in the Northern Hemisphere, um, we're in this time where kind of the quickening has happened for some of us. It's happened here. Um, and, you know, the wheel keeps turning. Uh, the growth keeps happening. Um, and I'm I'm really excited for some warm weather. I did wear shorts today, but it was almost 60 degrees, so that's amazing. But um, let's take a look at... Um, so there were four, right? Uh, the one, only one that was face-up was Jira. So let's kind of... I'm going to flip that one over, and we're going to take a look at the others. Um, 
And we have Dagaz, which I believe has been showing up a lot lately. Um, so if I'm going in to look at these as being kind of the undercurrent, the undercurrents of what is happening, we have passage of time with Dagaz. We have the still point. Yeah. The the cycle still. So that's that's there. We have um Wunyo. Um and Wunyo uh is actually leaned up uh on top of Thurizaz. So uh some uh maybe I should say this to you guys real quick. Uh I might start re I might repeat the simple basics of each rune over and over. But what happens for me is um, if I don't just begin to speak something, uh, if I'm quiet trying to figure it out, it doesn't usually come. Uh, I have to start speaking and start the breath moving in and out. Um, start the rolling of uh, my thoughts out of my way so that I can... Um, begin to allow for the other um, maybe interpretations to come through, other impressions, whatnot. So um, with Wunyo, Wunyo being the rune of joy and on the other end of that spectrum, madness. Um, also, I believe for myself it connects to... Um, connecting it connects to connecting to our our divineness our godlike ability um and on top so it's it's uh, leaned up on top of thurizaz so the rune of chaos and destruction or deconstruction um those are connected so if I'm looking at all of this, uh, just like last time, um, shit, I don't even know if it was last time. It doesn't really matter. It was, it was with relationships. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, uh, remembering that everything is a cycle, um, you know, there really is no beginning and no end. Those are just bookmarks that really could be called middle and middle and we never really focus on the beginning or the end we focus on oh this is the middle and that's the middle and we go from middle to middle not beginning to end um so keep in mind that all of this is everything that we're doing is cyclical so uh i know a few weeks ago um well, maybe a little bit more than that Teresa and i on web of resonance spoke about um how do we connect with um, our, no, the question was how, uh, yeah, how do we, uh, tell the future or how do we change the future? And one of the things that really came about for me in that, 
uh, discussion was the fact that, uh, and the runes dic- you know, kind of dictated it too in that in that episode was that what we're looking at are patterns. So it's great and fine and dandy to think that um, I'm going to just get a job uh, without putting any effort into it. Um, and, you know, if I've been looking for a job for three months and no, I'm sorry, if I were wanting a job for three months and not doing a single thing to actually get a job, uh, the future looks like you're pretty much probably not going to get a job. Um, the pattern there of course is not looking, not submitting resumes, not doing any of those things. So, um, really looking at how do we interact with this cycle? Do we fight the cycle? Do we uh, resist the cycle? And understanding that there are sometimes um, a lot of, there's there are uh, sometimes a lot of things that we have to strip away. There's a lot of deconstruction of, um, of morals ethics, uh, expectations, um, expectations from society, um, about gender expectations from family expectations from friends. Um, all of those things that we've kind of been taught to, um, or, or that we've bought into, uh, joy comes from kind of freeing yourself from the ones that don't work, uh, for you and don't, resonate with you or don't resonate in your body. Those things that, um, you are like with, uh, with, with Uruj, you know, where are you connected to something or, or, um, harnessed by something? Uh, where are you tamed by something? And soon you will be extinct. So we can interact with these cycles a little better by understanding that there are points in time where we have to deconstruct uh, what we have. And that's the one way to get to maybe some parts of our joy, um, to maybe starting to find some deeper joy and some deeper fulfillment, some deeper connection to our, our, I hate higher self, but our more true unencumbered self the self that, um, you know, was there, that is there, the wild self that is creative and passionate and um, artistic. And that doesn't mean with painting. Like, I believe shooting a bow and hunting is an art form. Um, All of those things, uh, you know, are beautiful and brilliant and have are passionate and... uh, cause stirrings within us that move us on and lead us deeper into our individual experience here. Um, So all of those things. Yeah. Anything else?
I think the only other impression I'm getting is that there's just a lot of movement. There's a lot of things happening um, around each of us. Everyone's getting excited um, for spring, for summer. There's a lot of movement. So understanding that helps us to stay a little bit more stable if we just understand that there's a lot happening around us. So if that tends to overwhelm you, then you need to step back. Uh, make sure you're taking time to be calm, taking time to not get overwhelmed, uh, not get swept up in other people's excitement. Um, there's a lot of movement a lot of choices, a lot of opportunities for things to do. Uh, let your gut and let let whatever piques your curiosity or stirs you be the thing that you choose to do now. Um, even if it's just axe throwing with your friends over the weekend, uh, which I, by the way, love, and um, having a beer, you know, if that's what excites you or piques your curiosity or stirs something inside of you, um, even challenges you, then fucking do it. Yeah. Keep in mind, look at the cycles, look at the cycles, not just of the earth and the, the, the climate in which you live, but look at your cycles, look at your patterns. Uh, what happens, um, I will shred the shit out of my life if I start feeling stagnant and caged and, um, yeah, I, I just will. It's like a, it's like a dog being cornered, you know, I, I'll shred it, shred the shit out of it for sure because I'm not allowing myself to have movement, to understand that the cycle is my ground, is my stability, that the cycle is the thing that I can ground into. We talk about grounding into the earth or earthing, but that's not just to kind of stabilize yourself in one spot to be calm because our cycle on this earth isn't always calm. It's calm in the winter. But there's a lot that happens in that soil and above ground and below ground during the spring, summer, and fall. And then it calms down in the winter. So being truly grounded into the earth and into the earth energy is not to be calm all the time. It's to be understanding that there are different times of year when different things happen. And that's where you go. And that's what you move into. And ride. Ride the wave of. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's it. So, uh, don't forget, if you have questions, comments, concerns, um, please feel free to shoot me a message. Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. And I appreciate questions, comments, concerns, whatever you've got. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I appreciate you listening. Take care.